this could suck. It's my first time. Yeah. I'm, I'm still learning. That's also good out of context. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Namely 90s. The podcast that takes you back to the time before smartphones, Google, and Y2K. Join your hosts as they relive the pop culture that shaped a generation and the parts that many people wish they could forget. Listen in to the conversation about how the decade defined those who spent their childhood there and how it shaped them as adults. So, turn down the grunge and dial up the internet. Let's get started. It's time for Namely 90s. That's right, you're listening to Namely 90s. My name's Andrew, and over there's Brandon. That's me, not forgetting that I do that every single episode. <laughs> <laughs> Only for two and a half years. You can find us online at Namely90s.com or on Twitter and Instagram at Namely90s with the 90s. You can also find the show on YouTube every Monday at youtube.com slash at Namely90s. And if you would like to support the show and get exclusive content, head over to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Namely90s. And get signed up for one of the support levels. Yes, do that. Here Uh, we are. Yeah, happy new year again, everyone. Yes. Actual us recording on this side of 2023. Um, Uh, Yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy. Any any resolutions? uh, More content. more content yes i honestly that that is kind of my resolution for this year i'm retooling rewind right now um i have a secret project that i'm doing uh social media wise and um obviously we're we're we retooled uh name 90s for season two and we have to currently we need your feedback you need to tell us uh you're watching it it happen live Yes. Well, recorded live in front of you. Well, this in a so, delayed manner. So, <laughs> uh, before I ask Andrew what his New Year's resolution is, welcome to the second of two formats of yes. season two of Naming Nineties. Uh, this is what I call the deep dive episode. So, and Andrew is yet to submit a better this is, name for it. It does sound suspiciously like all of the other formats so far. <laughs> yes, uh, but, but you're right. Um, I will think of an. I, I'm sorry. Uh, maybe something '90s themed, and that makes sense. Like deep blue sea. <laughs> something like f- with Free Willy. Um, Beluga whales. The movie Sphere. I don't know. Sphere is the '80s. I think. Uh, I don't even know what you're talking about. Um, 1998. It's a it's a Michael Crichton book where they're like at the bottom of the ocean. Ah, well, diving so, deep. Every other week we'll be, quote unquote, actually doing some research, as Andrew said, when <laughs> pitching this to me, the man okay. who's been writing the last 170 outlines for the episodes okay. that we did. I didn't mean it quite <laughs> like that. I uh, meant where you actually have to, like, I don't know. Deeper it's, dive. It's, yeah, deep, deeper dive. Yeah. Because uh, I should have said I'm doing research instead of we, because you already have been. Uh, but I'll be doing more research than I want to. So, uh, <laughs> once a month, 
yeah once well once a month per person so andrew has lots of topics he wants to cover i have a list of topics i want to do some more research into and every episode of this format one of us will present our research and the other will listen along with you but unlike you he gets or one of us gets to mouth off at the other person for whatever they're researching um that's not exactly how it's going to go but (laughs) it just sounds more fun that way um so bear with us as we figure out our comedic timing for these especially with more dramatic subject matters or more dry subject matters uh, or, you know, things that Andrew doesn't care about and just stays silent while I blather on about uh, <laughs> or I steamroll Brandon for like the last 40 minutes of the episode, <laughs> oh, yeah, <did laughs> which guys- is what happened slightly last week. My apologies. Yeah. Um, more on that to come later. <laughs> Uh, did you did you like the uh, did you like the hour plus episode of our variety show premiere uh, last week? Let us know. I know we had like 13 episodes in a row, so maybe you're not completely caught up yet, but we appreciate you being here for season two of Naming 90s. Um, yeah, I just so, feel like we're going to start getting a slew of reviews that just say suck it, Brandon. <laughs> after <laughs> last week. And you're just going to be like. <laughs> Sorry, I'm coughing. You're, you're, oh, you're going to have all your burner accounts uh, leaving those yeah, reviews? Absolutely. <laughs> uh, um, just remember, yeah. five stars suck at Brandon in the reviews. But funny you should ask. My resolution... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was about to read... I don't have... I don't oh, think I have to, one. To say suck at Brandon via social media? Well, yeah. Um, no. I just... I, I feel like there's such a... Cli- I, I'm in danger of being a cliche, so... How so? I would like to lose weight, but I would not oh. like to do some sort of weird crash diet. Yeah, same. Um, I think I just might start eating less novel concept. You know, I tried doing that and somehow I'm eating more. <laughs> <laughs> and it's uh, four it's days all, in at this it's point. It's all relative, yeah. I guess. Uh, no, but we just recovered from this nasty illness. So we're uh, that's right. Yeah, we had this real bad thing. Uh, like family Christmas got canceled, even mm. though I think I said in the New Year's Day episode that Christmas was great because <laughs> it was before <laughs> Christmas. It um, was. Yeah, family Christmas got canceled. We were laid up for about a week. It was nightmarish, but we're on the mend. Yeah, for those of you that don't realize, we record the Christmas specials like, well, this year, only a month in advance, but uh, usually we try to get it a couple months in advance. Um so that we could actually take the two weeks off between um it's magic yeah the start of the episodes to the end of it um except for me who has to daily post on social media so so you would listen to it um (laughs) but that takes like five seconds um but yeah so your christmas sucked that sucks but Um, yours was good yeah i got to uh some family time i saw the new nutcracker it was like I was there in Washington during like the ice storm. Oh uh, yeah, like there was freezing ice rain. Again, yeah, uh, ice on my d. Um, There's always those tragic Mageddon. videos of like a city bus sliding down a hill and like three cars just sliding into the back of it. There- and it makes it look like we're completely incompetent in Seattle, which we are. But also, <laughs> like with the amount of hills and the fact that it always seems to snow or rain like on the fringe of freezing, we do get a lot of freezing rain and it's really dicey. Yeah. Right. And it's, uh, there were TikTok compilations this year. So, um, of cars just sliding down that one hill on yeah. Queen Anne. Always. Um, yeah. Uh, or West Seattle, one or the other, but yeah, um, I got to drive out in that and Fun. that was 
fun. Oh, speaking uh, of, I dodged a car accident today. That was fun. Nice. Was it while you were peeling out of the parking lot? <laughs> no, it was actually. I was dri- Okay, I'll tell that story. I was driving. I had a green light. I was going uh, straight. Uh, and it just turned green. Uh, and the people yielding left across me just like freaking went. And mm. I had to both slam on the brakes, swerve and honk the horn and just miss them while I had my child in the car. Um, so then I went on a rant about, you know, bad drivers and how you have to be cautious and all that cut to, <laughs> I get in my, I get in my truck. I'm leaving work. I put on my nineties hits mix that I just started listening to. Cause it's nice. kind of fun. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's just playing. You'll be in my heart by Phil Collins. <laughs> and like, I'm getting ready to go, but it's like this one way road. That's four lanes wide. And I finally see my opening. Cause people keep doing annoying things and like, coming around the corner, but then going across all four lanes for no reason, which is mm. really annoying. Oh, Therefore yeah. blocking me. And like, right as the chorus hits, I just like peel out and do like a slight drift out of the parking lot to the chorus of you'll be in my heart, which is not the most badass song to no, drive like, aggressively to maybe mama or um, yeah. yeah, I felt, um, I like felt a breakdown from in the air tonight. <laughs> and Brandon's response was just a text that said weird flex. <laughs> it was. <laughs> You're like, I just peeled out of the parking lot listening to you'll be in my heart by Phil Collins. And like, <laughs> cool. Classic. Uh, yeah. yeah, it uh, was, it was intense. Uh, I'll be honest. I did not start the timer when we started this. So I feel like we're at 10 ish minutes. And we did do a bit of an improv warm up because we haven't recorded <laughs> True. in two weeks. So we don't yes, know yes, where yes, we yes. are. Um, but <laughs> Sorry. I'm going to, I apologize for the cough. <clears throat> it's like this bronchitis thing that you got from being sick. Yes. Yes. Oh, um, I had to get a new debit card today. That was exciting. Be- I'm pretty sure the entertainment earth place sweet. We- bought that stuff from because that's the only place I did something different through and then my card got compromised today. Uh, my card has not been compromised by Entertainment Earth. Okay, maybe oh. there was another website, but it, it I had to get it canceled. And I just got it, which means it's going to I had to add all that stuff back and I'm going to get like like I lost the insurance on my camper by accident because my card declined and they like I updated it in their system and it made one payment, but then it didn't automatically debit it the next time. Huh. It was dumb. That's that's fun. And the bank was mad. Anyway, I can imagine. That's real fun. A little housekeeping there for everyone, just yeah. so you know what's going on in my life. Um, that might be how I got two of those things that we purchased from Entertainment Earth. Yeah, magic. Uh, yeah. Um, well, uh, did you heal up in time for New Year's? Or uh, yeah, you know, we did a little bit. Uh, hung out with the family, got a nicer bottle of champagne nice. uh, from some like old guy in the total wine, which normally you don't listen to the guy at total wine, but the this guy, guy like, free teeth. And- yeah, but he, he knew his champagnes uh-huh. uh, and it was quite good. Actually, it was cheaper than the other one that my wife wanted, although I was in trouble for not getting the right one. So I bought that today. I thought you said they were out of it. Well, I didn't. She wanted something called yellow label. The label, in my defense, was orange, and I was like, they don't have the yellow label, and she sent me a picture, and sure enough, it was an orange label, which is just uh, proof that you can't trust the French. An orange label called yellow label. Yes. Again, you can't trust the French. It's, it's imported? Yeah, it's made in France. It's champagne. It's actually champagne. Yes. 
fascinating. I'd anyway, yeah, but it was quite good. Um, the one that Total Wine was about forty bucks, and he said it drank like a hundred dollar bottle. I don't know what a hundred dollar bottle tastes like, but I agreed with him. Bratty. So we'll see what this one's like. He said this one's more mass produced, so he thinks the quality has gone down. But both uh, of these places were founded like the 1700s. You mean Vouvet Clicquot? Yes. Whatever. Yeah. That one. Uh, but he said they're producing so much of it that he just thinks the quality has gone down. But hey, you know, what, 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 what do I know? I drink like Cooks. It's $6. I bought it at Walgreens. I mean, he's not wrong that the quality has gone down. But it's not like it's not like the commoner champagne. The one I got was from the oldest champagne house in the area. Apparently. Oh, that's cool. But they don't do a lot of volume. Anyway, I'll send you the link. It's really good. Cool. Uh, wow. So we've talked about everything. It's and like if those you want to hear more specials. about champagne, check me out over at youtube.com slash rewind show. It's like those holiday specials. We'd be talking about like married with children. And like, okay, well, that's enough about Lindsay Lohan. Let's go back to this. It's like, how did we get here? That wasn't actually an example. That was just a, well, no, that wasn't a real example. That was just a, general example did you hear she's doing fine and she was in some sort of like hallmark style christmas netflix style christmas movie uh no i didn't know that andrew's resisting going off the the there, uh, trail with me i can't I, there was a joke to be made there but i i died uh, um nope she's she's on the, the side of good again the straight and narrow mm-hmm. anyway should we do this sure <laughs> well okay so like Brandon said, we're going to do some deep dives. I thought this would be a good one. I think especially pertinent because it's very much 90s themed and also is the reason that we're here. So uh, I'm kind of a computer guy. You know, I, I'm not like super computer savvy, but I, I build computers and always like dinking around with them and that kind of thing. And you're, have you're always the- you've always been like the hardware guy. I feel like I've been a software guy. Yeah, and I've yeah. been on the internet since I don't know when. I mean, I was six, maybe. We we had the internet at my house. Um, growing up, we had we had like the fifty six k modem. I remember my brother used to get on the internet when he wasn't supposed to. So my parents actually put a jack in the wall that had a key, and if they turned the key, the jack would be inactive, and they actually had to turn the key on for the jack to work. I vaguely remember that. Like it was the one by the phone in the kitchen. No, it was actually down in the computer room, which is that downstairs bedroom. But um, we're not talking about the Internet necessarily, although we are. We are talking about, well, what I'm titling this segment is the rise of the World Wide Web. The rise? Is that that the title of the episode? Uh, It could be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's weird. We have to think of titles now. (laughs) Before it was just. I have it written as the Internet. (laughs) So, uh Tell me, listeners, uh, what what ended up being in the title? The rise of the World Wide Web. Um, but for our very first '90s themed deep dive, we have to go back to the 1960s. Well, I mean, let me let me go back. First and foremost, um, I think obviously people can conf- kind of the two terms get confused: the internet versus the World Wide Web. Do you know the difference? I was going to ask, what is the difference? Because I know there's an intranet and an internet. Um, Well, the the World Wide Web is one way of using the internet. So, hmm. like, the internet allows us to have email and allows us to have interconnectivity and other things like that. But the actual World Wide Web is you're going to a browser, you're visiting web pages, that kind of thing, which... 
like that's what most people do with the internet. I mean, there's obviously other, you know, streaming and, and all that stuff now, but, um, the internet has existed in some form or fashion for quite a long time. Mm-hmm. Whereas the World Wide web is a fairly relatively newer invention, I guess. So like there, there were like kids in the <laughs> early nineties and the late eighties that, that had something called, um, what was it? It was, it was like, it was like pre chat room type stuff. Yeah. Like news groups or bulletin boards. And th- it was, it was kind of interesting, but there was like, there was not a lot of connection to mm-hmm. private individuals back then, but you could, there was email. And stuff. So, I mean, we're not going into that, but um, you're going even further back. <laughs> we're we're going to just start in the sixties because you can kind of go back and back and back into computer science. And it's hard to really pinpoint the origin of the internet. Mm-hmm. But what I did is Al I tried Gore. to the first, per- yeah, we get to that. The very first person to kind of talk about it is where we're starting. So, uh, the history of the internet is where we'll start. And we are going to take a little break between the internet and the world wide web. So we'll, we'll get to that. Um, so the, the first person that I'm aware of and based on my research, which was mildly comprehensive, I will be honest. I ended up at, at, um, Wikipedia a lot, but I did reinforce it with some other articles. So, uh, for my sources, I used an article from popular mechanics, History.com, the next web.com, pewresearch.org, the CERN website, and webfx.com, as well as obviously Wikipedia. Full list in the show notes. See, I did my duty there. That's what that's he just said duty. <laughs> I'm so sorry. So we start with a guy. Well, I guess I can't gender this person. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, a uh, person named JCR, which like three initials, really lick litter, lick lighter. I have no idea how you pronounce that. That would have been research to do, huh? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> JCR lick lighter. So his initials are JCRL, I guess uh, he was an American psychologist and computer scientist, which is like a very strange combination of things. Um, <clears throat> but back then, like computer scientists could you have a full-time job as a computer scientist i don't know yes uh okay well he was he was an overachiever he was a psychologist they had the big banks like that was the the processing speed of an nes and he'd like stick a index card with hanging chads into it or whatever yeah whole bunches Um, anyway he he proposed a computer network in a 1960 paper entitled man computer symbiosis which sounds like the world's creepiest thing you could possibly imagine. It sounds like the basis of some sort of movie. Uh, what movie is that? A million dollar man. Uh, if you're it's talking about man, that's a TV series. Oh, right. And then there's bionic woman. Fair enough. Uh, anyway, he described it as a network of such centers connected to one another by wide band communication lines that functions of present day libraries. And then it trails off after that. But, you know, I just that came up. Um, it just There's got a little a bit wordy yeah. Yeah. <laughs> on Wikipedia. They're like, donate you uh, <laughs> I really should donate to Wikipedia. <laughs> they really do help us out um, a lot. They actually do. Uh, episodes. In August of 1962, Lick, I'm going to call him Licklider. I don't know if that's correct, but I'm going with it. Uh, and Weldon Clark published a paper, Online Man-Computer Communication. <laughs> like, where are they coming up with these titles? Um, which 
but it was one of the first descriptions of a networked future. So these were the visionaries that were kind of leading to this whole development of the internet. And where does Orson Welles fit into this? <laughs> I don't know. Um, but I will say that there were a lot of people who contributed to the internet. Like this person wrote the TCP IP protocol and this person figured out packet switching. All this. It just gets a little bit too much. So we're just trying to do the concise version. So I can't ask what TCIP protocol is. It's uh, we might actually briefly talk about it later, but I, okay. it gets a little too much. I, I don't think people care. I don't even care. And I care. <laughs> that makes sense. Okay. Uh, so that was August 1962. Uh, in October of that year, 1962, Licklider was hired as the director of the Information Processing Techniques Office within ARPA, which I will explain in a minute. Uh, but what the idea DARPA? was his. I'm, that's my next point. I oh. promise I'll tell you. Um, well, we can we can go into that. So back then it was the ARPA, which is the Advanced Research Projects Agency, mm. which is now known as the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, DARPA. So people will be more familiar with that. That's the one from Lost, right? I think so. It's like a military. So it was created in February 1958 by Dwight D. Eisenhower oh. in response to the Soviet launching of Sputnik of the 1. SBI. So there you go. What? <laughs> SBI? FBI. Oh, I need SBI. No, he's was the president. Yes, I know. Okay, you're. Yeah. See, so you got me there. Well, wasn't um, he? Was he not? The, who was the director of the FBI before becoming president? Was I it him or Coolidge? I don't. I, I don't have the answer to that. I'm sorry. Okay, I will Google that while you keep uh, talking. But anyway, so he was hired as this director of the the IPTO office, and the mandate he was given was to connect the Department of Defense's main computers at Cheyenne Mountain, the Pentagon, and Strategic Air Command headquarters. So when people say the internet was created by the military, like, there's some truth to that, you know. Um, and it makes sense. Like, you want your bases to be connected by something other than, like, radio, I guess. I don't know. Jagger Hoover. Jagger Hoover. But he was never president. Herbert Hoover. Wow, I don't even know my presidents. <laughs> <laughs> Barack Obama <laughs> was the FBI lead. <laughs> um, anyway, ARPA was and still is a collaboration between academic industry and government partners to execute research and development projects for the government uh, to expand the frontiers of technology and science, which honestly it did <laughs> a lot, but also to beat the Russians. That's pretty much their main, their main goal, which I mean, that was that was the whole goal of the 60s and 70s, wasn't it? Right. Pretty much, yeah, and then part of like most of the I did, we kind of did, we were 80s, successful, yes. but then now they're being shitty again. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, so Licklider, our favorite person because of his name, left the IPTO, that was the Information Processing Techniques Office, in 1964. But the vision he created of this universal networking provided the impetus for his successor to initiate the eventual development of something called. ARPANET. I bet you can't guess what that is. Uh, <laughs> well, clearly it's when the AARP combined with the internet, <laughs> so it's Facebook. Yeah. Uh, and you get 10% off at Denny's after 5 p.m. <laughs> and uh, also your identity stolen. So uh, this is it's, there's a little bit of name dropping here. I just have to go with it. So Taylor, who succeeded Lick Lighter, brought in Larry Roberts from MIT. Don't know who Larry Roberts is, but he's from MIT, which means uh, he's probably got some. I think he played for the 76ers. Okay, good. Uh, 
for their, but yeah, Larry he played Bird, for sorry. the MIT. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, he brought him on in 1967 and he was the one who ultimately proposed this ARPA net. Um, he had been researching computer time sharing over wide area networks, basically using other computers, oh. like distributed computing. That's WAN. Yeah. WAN. Which Not you to be confused with WAP or WAP. How do you say that? WAP. <laughs> Uh, yes, that's where that term came from. Wide area network. But that's you see that in your like your settings or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yes. That's cool. We're getting closer to, to actual technology. I wish it was like wide area network. Uh, um, um, I had a WAN party once. Wide area network. Oh, man, I can't think of a G word. <laughs> I was trying to think of something with G. General. So it could be Wang. Like, do you remember? Do you remember when there were commercials on the radio for the Washington Air National Guard? It always made me laugh because what is that acronym? Wang. <laughs> Join the Wang. Uh, anyway, so we won't leave you hanging. The so ARPA then awarded a contract to a company called Bolt Baranek and Newman or BBN, which is actually now a subs- subsidiary of Raytheon. The oh. like defense contractor and i believe licklider worked for them i don't want to misspeak but he worked for them. um this contract was awarded in 1969 for the development of the arpanet project um so this is kind of cool the first link was established between the network measurement center at ucla or ucla as i like to call it <laughs> and the NLS system, not, not sure what that is. I can never define that acronym at the Stanford Research Institute at 1030 p.m. on October 29th, 1969. Nice. Wh- which acronym? <laughs> NLS, Stanford no. Research Institute. <laughs> Why would I have abbreviated that? I don't know. Who did this research? Oh. <laughs> <coughs> so anyway, um, when interviewed, uh, Shoot, and I was first Latino name. National Survey. When interviewed, an individual named Kleinrock—that was his last name. I apologize, I didn't catch his first name. We met briefly. Uh, the director of the Network Measurement Center at UCLA said, "Leonard," and this is a quote: "We set up a telephone connection between us and the guys at SRI, Stanford Research Institute." Kleinrock said in an interview, "We typed the L and what? we asked on the phone, did you see the L?'" "Yes, we see the L," came the response. We typed the O and we asked, do you see the O? Yes, we see the O. Then we typed the G and the system crashed. Yet a revolution had begun. Dot, dot, dot. Leonard Kleinrock. I love that the system crashed. (laughs) I mean, how many bits was that? Three? They just control deleted it, even though control delete didn't exist yet because Windows didn't exist. (laughs) That's fair. They had to uh, wheel in a new data bank to, to yeah. reboot the system. Like something literally exploded in flames. Um, so anyway, they, they started there. They added more hosts to the ARPANET. And by 1981, they had something like 213 hosts. And that kind of ultimately is what would become the foundation of the Internet. Um, it was mostly connecting educational facilities. And then I, I'm not sure. I believe there was a military network that came on a little bit later. but. Um, kind of the proof of concept, but there were many other networks after, but this, this really laid again, laid the foundation for many other networks, including 
the network for CERN, which do you want to tell the lovely individuals what CERN is? Uh, It's a place in Australia, Australia, (laughs) which I accidentally said in the in my high school physics class. Um, CERN is the uh, it's where the Large Hadron Collider is, and I believe it's based in Austria. Um, It is what's confusing because the the acronym is French, so it's confusing because it's actually stands for the European organization for nuclear research. Right. But like the French acronym is CERN kind of well, weird, right? I, I mean, the Council European polar Basically these people are whacking atoms together, trying to make shit happen, you know, trying to pop things off and, and they can't even get an acronym, right? Whack things together. And I almost said whack things off. I don't know. <laughs> Um, whack off a whole galaxy but, but between 1984 and 1988 CERN did something similar to ARPANET where they began to connect their major internal systems workstations PCs and an accelerator control system uh, but it remained isolated from the quote internet until 1989 when they formed a transatlantic connection to Cornell University so that's something that happened with CERN can I, can I just say uh, what were they spelling out, uh, Kleinrock? Uh, when when I, he was, I feel like log in or something. I was thinking log in. So they got to log. Like this is no first phone call. Like the first phone call was Mr. Watson, come here. I want you. Like oh. how hot is that? <laughs> yeah, is this the beginning of a romance novel? Uh, yeah, Alexander fan fiction. Al- Alexandra Graham Bell uh, wanted Mr. Watson. If you know what I mean. Uh, I thought you were sure. making a Sherlock Holmes reference. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, his, Alexander Graham Bell's assistant was also named Watson. Oh. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think I think I'd like to pause there mm-hmm. because that's kind of the origin of the Internet. I mean, you can go nuts on Wikipedia and spend like five hours looking at it if you want. Or There's you just listen to the last 50 minutes of Namely 90s. Yeah. Um, but now let's go to Brandon for the Namely 90s Minute. Welcome after a mid-episode break, namely 90s Minute. Every week, we look back at a culturally relevant show, movie, or piece of pop culture that probably helps stoke the algorithm. This week, in honor of yet another Tom Hanks movie coming out, we're looking back at a classic Hanks movie, Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump is a 1994 romantic comedy drama starring Joe vs. the Volcano, The Princess Bride, CSI New York, Brian Hastings from Season 8 of 24, that one's for Andrew, and The Mom from Mrs. Doubtfire. It is the second highest grossing film in 1994 because despite how well this movie was received, it couldn't beat out The Lion King. And yet another Tom Hanks movie framed as a flashback, we start the film in 1981 with Forrest telling his entire story on a bus park bench to a stranger in his home state of Alabama. Back in 1956, Forrest is a boy with an IQ of 75 and leg braces to cure a curved spine, whose dance moves inspire Elvis Presley's dance moves. On his first day of school, he meets Jenny, and they become best friends. When he is fleeing from bullies one day, she yells, run, Forrest, run, and he keeps on running into a college football scholarship where he meets President John F. Kennedy and eventually returns a dropped book to Vivian Malone Jones on the day she breaks through Governor George Wallace's stand in the school door. Forrest enlists in the army after college where he makes a friend named Bubba who likes shrimp and they get shipped off to Vietnam where they serve under Lieutenant Dan. Bubba dies but Forrest manages to save a bunch of wounded platoon mates including Lieutenant Dan before getting shot in the buttocks which earns him a medal of honor from President LBJ. He reunites with Jenny who is at the ceremony protesting the war as she is now a drug-addled hippie. While recovering from his ass injury, Gump got addicted to ping pong and eventually goes pro which gets 
gets him a ping-pong diplomacy job with the army, which eventually leads him to being interviewed on the Dick Cavett show, where he inspires John Lennon's song, Imagine. He eventually is recognized by President Nixon, who gives Forrest a room at the Watergate complex, and Forrest unwittingly exposes the Watergate scandal. After being discharged from the army and making money from a ping-pong paddle sponsorship, Forrest buys a shrimping boat and hires a drunk and depressed legless Lieutenant Dan as his first mate. After his boat is the only one that survives Hurricane Carmen, they make a profitable shrimping business and name it after Bubba. Dan has a come-to-God moment and thanks Forrest for saving him, then invest early in Apple stock so they become millionaires. Gump gives half his money to Bubba's family as a thanks for the inspiration for the shrimp company and then returns home to take care of his mother who is dying of cancer. In 1976, Jenny comes home while recovering from drugs and abuse. She visits Forrest for one night, has sex with him, and then leaves the next day, breaking Forrest's heart. So he then runs across the country for three years and inadvertently creates a smiley face t-shirt. Back at the bus stop in 1981, Forrest reveals he's waiting for Jenny, who wrote him a letter asking him to come there. Jenny reveals she had Forrest's baby, and it is implied that she has AIDS and dies the next year after they move back to their hometown as a family. The movie ends with icy dead people going to school on his first day. And that's Forrest Gump in a Name We 90s Minute. More or less. Have you heard of That Cartoon Podcast? Join us while we deep dive on some artistic wonders and even a few blunders. In our second season, we take you through the shows that made all us 90 kids who we are. From Angry Beavers and Rocco's Modern Life to Samurai Jack and the Powerpuff Girls, we've got you covered. You can listen every other Friday on your favorite podcast app. Find us at That Cartoon Podcast. And now, after that quick commercial break, back to the show. All right. So you join us back again after the sort of creation of the Internet. The Internet's nebulous. We don't really know who created it. It, it happened over decades, but um, some key players there. So um, we now get to the creation of the World Wide Web, which is where the that's where the action is. Usenet. So, that's what I was thinking of. Ah, uh, yeah. Sorry. So while working at CERN, a gentleman named Tim Berners-Lee, an English computer scientist, uh, became frustrated, as English computer scientists do, I guess. Is he not a physicist? Anyway. Um, <clears throat> so he became frustrated with the idea and, and the process of finding information on different computers. Mm-hmm. So in March of 1989, he submitted a proposal to the CERN management which was the first, which, which included the first known use of the term web. So therefore he is considered the inventor of the worldwide web, which to me revolutionized the world more than anything. So kind of a cool, cool credit to have. Oh, I invented the worldwide web. Wow. Really? (laughs) Um, sorry. I have a sandwich named after me. You know, it's revolutionary. (laughs) You can talk to people from thousands of miles away on your sandwich. <laughs> oh, <laughs> piece of salami falls out. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it is a pretty epic sandwich. Thank you. Uh, I was surprised that you circled around on that because I definitely was playing it off like I am as important as the person. Like, that we can put that on your that. headstone at yeah, the bottom of your site. But he created a sandwich. This guy has a I, web address. I didn't even create the sandwich. <laughs> you uh, just got I just got it named it named after me. It's not even in regular um, rotation. No, it's not. Okay, I'm sorry. Do you get can you get it anytime or is it only sometimes available? I mean you can kinda get it anytime. Because they'll make it however. Yeah, yes. Except Burger King it for you. I mean you need to you need to have like old guard there to do it for you. And you know, there's a lot of new kids. A lot of new kids. Okay. Okay. Definitely 
mucus sandwich artists i don't know how subway gets to use that term but anyway some people Uh, they trademarked it have a better art okay fine uh anyway so tim bernersley his his proposal shockingly did not attract much interest but he continued to work anyway because that's what passionate people do unlike people like me i just give up (laughs) you know what i mean like if you really feel strongly about something they shoot you down and you're like no 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 i'm gonna do this Mm. how is that uh thing that your secret project not yet not well (laughs) more on that later so anyway early this is i found this super interesting early names that were pitched for the World Wide web were mm-hmm. information mesh the information mine or mine of information which sounds stupid uh but ultimately he settled on the World Wide web which sounds very different than those but I, yeah like information mesh like let's go on uh, the information mesh guys all I, can, all I can think of are those like late night uh class action claims about uh do you have vaginal mesh surgery between the years oh, of God, 2000? Yeah, the, uh, like the, oh, dear God. Yeah. I do have that, by the way. <laughs> I, yeah, it was a, there was a really bad accident. No, I don't know. Um, but it's, it's super cool because he developed the three essential technologies of the internet. He developed the URL well, with a w, www dot, you know, whatever. Oh, dot com. Worldwide Web. Ooh, the what uniform, would the acronyms be if we didn't do Worldwide yeah, Web? I am dot url anyway so that's the uniform resource locator he also mm. invented html which was the first web programming that's cool language the hypertext markup language and http or hypertext transfer protocol so when you're typing the http at the beginning you're typing you're specifying you're using the hypertext transfer protocol the url takes you to that specific page and then the page is hypertext markup language that it's reading and displaying on your browser what is the difference between HTTP and HTTPS? Uh, just the fact that the website has a security certificate mm. to indicate that it's you know more secure. Um, I don't really know the whole ins and outs of that, but uh, essentially, if you have a security certificate, you can be sure that you're doing business with the website that it says it is because the security certificate, I think, has to correspond with the company information. So it's, why does our website not have an HTTPS? Oh, do you need to buy a certificate? Gotcha. And our website isn't taking your personal information or doing anything with it. Or is it? Uh-huh. <laughs> it's, it's actually not. just a front for yeah. the Russians. Um, yeah. By December of 1990, Berners-Lee and his team had finally built all the tools needed for a working web and launched the first website ever called HTTP colon forward slash forward slash info dot CERN dot CH, which you can still visit today. Uh, December 20th, 1990, the first website was launched. It's kind of cool. You can go there. You can look at the old page. You can mess with it. You can learn about the history of the internet from the CERN website. Sorry, the World Wide Web. (coughs) But is it okay? So there's there. There is another like classic website that people like to go to. um, And that's the 1990. I want to say eight website for uh, Space Jam. Oh, is that still a thing? It used to be. I'm pretty sure they finally erased it for the new uh, reboot, but it was for the last 20 years or so. Um, that's funny. Still active. Yeah. Um, let's see. So Rip first web servers 
outside of CERN were launched in January of 1991. By January of 1993, there were 50 web servers online. In October of the same year, there were over 500 web servers launched. So it really blew up in 93. Um, In April, the reason for that is because in April, CERN released the World Wide Web to everybody for free. They released the source code. They made it public domain. They they just gave the internet away. That's pretty so, cool. Yeah. Okay, sorry, like, the World Wide Web. I see I conflated the two again. The World Wide Web, they gave it away. All that stuff. For free. For people to develop and build. I mean, that's just that's kind of a selfless but HTML you know, 1.0 web developer kit. And uh, what, 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 how, how did people respond? What was, did it blow their minds? <laughs> Were people like Sorry. still using CSNet or Usenet or BitNet? For I mean, some yeah, reason? I think people did that stuff for a while, but then like the internet became, I'm sorry, the World Wide Web became so robust you could post pictures. But a lot of it had to do with access to the internet, which people mm-hmm. didn't have a lot of because you didn't really have a need to have the internet. But then when the World Wide Web came around, the number of internet users increased dramatically. I think I put the stats in here. Um, so in well, obviously there were basically very few to no internet users at 1990. Mm-hmm. And in 1999, there were 281 million internet users of the world. So it just completely blew up exponentially. Uh, just for fun, as of 2016, there are about 3.4 billion internet users worldwide. And so this is like web 1.0 or I believe so. I, 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 oh yeah. Yeah. I guess it would have been. And it was very basic, you know, and back then there were, this was before windows 3.1. So they had like a different, a different, uh, GUI based, uh, OS that you actually ran this first web browser on, which I think I have more information about Interesting. Uh, down further. Um, Go ahead. Uh, Windows three point one would be. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't think I could visualize what the the GUI is for that. The GUI. Yeah, it's interesting. It's worth looking up. The very first browser was called Cello. Uh, it was included familiar. with Windows three point one, and then Mosaic came out, um, which was licensed to create Internet Explorer in nineteen ninety five. Um, but it's kind of fun to go back and look at the pictures like he Berners Lee did the first one on the next. I think it was called the next OS. I'm glad we do a podcast to show all these pictures to people. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, so it was before Windows, but it had it was a graphical. It was graphical user interface. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Windows came around um, this little blurb. I just this is a direct read from Wikipedia. I apologize, but um The World Wide Web enabled the spread of information over the Internet through an easy to use and flexible format. It thus played an important role in popularizing use of the Internet. Although, as we talked about, although the two terms are sometimes conflated in popular use, World Wide Web is not synonymous with Internet. The Web is an information space containing hyperlinked documents and other resources identified by URLs, but it's implemented as both client and server software using Internet protocols such as TCP IP and HTTP. So it, you don't have the World Wide Web without the internet, but he Berners Lee basically revolutionized the way that we use the internet to interact with information and each other. And that's why we're calling this 
the rise of the, the world, rise, web. world web. And not well, because it all happened the in the 90s. Internet. Yes. Um, so some of the oldest websites by year, 1991, of course, we have the CERN website, which I just referenced, mm. uh, which technically is 1990, but the end of 1990, the Stanford Linear Accelerator Center. Uh, and I just, there's a big list, but I went with the ones that you would recognize. 1993, Bloomberg.com. Mm-hmm. IMDb, the Internet Movie Database. Oh, wait. 1993. Wait, no. 93? Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, um, it, because they, one of them started because they wanted to review Rush Hour. <laughs> so they reviewed all the Jackie funny. Chan movies. Yeah. I think it's oh, Rotten by the Tomatoes. Way, when Scott, <laughs> we had Scott on the episode. From mm-hmm. all 90s action all the time and New Horror Express. Yes, who is celebrating his <laughs> five years right now. He, it took me like three or four times of him saying January to realize that he <laughs> wasn't just saying January with a Scottish accent. <laughs> and then I felt like a dumbass when I realized you were talking about Jackie Chan movies in January. <laughs> I'll have to so. tell him that if he hasn't listed this episode by the time. <laughs> Sorry, we Scott. The Mario I, I got confused. Um, uh, anyway, so also in 1993, MTV.com. And wired.com, which makes mm-hmm. sense, you know, book yeah. magazine. Uh, 94, BBC Online, my personal favorite, Bianca's Big. Smut Shack. Oh, <laughs> you, 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 you nipped my joke in the bud there. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. I think <laughs> no, I see where I, you're going, but it, it, it connected it, well. Yeah, um, perfectly, actually. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't look to see if that's still a website. But Bianca's <laughs> Smut Shack. Is that why you were uh, stuck on Yahoo yeah, search I, instead of Google? My default browser is Yahoo now. <laughs> um, the Economist, yeah. Microsoft, Pizza Hut. Pizza Hut. Pizza the Hut. Having a website. Yeah. WhiteHouse.gov and conveniently yahoo yeah. although yahoo was called something really strange before um let me look it up it was, was called it, um, it was called in march of 1994 it was called Dog jerry Pop. and david's guide to the world wide web jerry and david's guide to the world wide web and then it was renamed to yahoo in january of 1995 terrible url uh as i said oh um Amazon and eBay were both founded in 1995. You'll mm-hmm. recognize those as popular shopping websites. Amazon uh, was a bookstore, I believe. True. Very true. It the started basis in a for, uh, garage in Bellevue, Washington by Jeff Bezos. It was the basis for the movie um, You've Got Mail. Oh, yeah, kind of. Because yeah. was not the one where he, like the bigger bookstore, the online bookstore. I yeah. Meg Ryan. Um, interestingly... You know, Sorry, what's that? Uh, tangent oh, here. Uh, I was at uh, I was at a, a trivia <laughs> night last month, and um, the question was uh, this: This movie starred Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan, and uh, they had like some weird description of the movie, and like everyone's like, "Sleepless in Seattle, you got mail," and like like immediately I was like, "Joe versus volcano." And only because I know it from doing this show. I've never seen the movie. I've never done anything related to doing that. But I know that's the other Meg Ryan, Tom Hanks movie. There you go. Be proud of me. <laughs> they did a lot of movies. I feel like they did. A lot. Was it just two? I don't know. It's th- um, I'll make three. I'm going to try to cruise through here because there's some good stuff that okay. I want to get to. Um, so information was initially found in directories. However, web search engines became more popular as time went on. Google was launched in 1998. 
and is obviously the largest name in search today. Mm-hmm. The project was originally started in 1996 and the google.com domain was registered in 1997. I almost did some stuff on Google, but it's just too much for this segment. So mm-hmm. uh, Google it. <laughs> or right? deep dive in a future episode. So one thing that we always come back to is this concept that Al Gore claims to have invented the internet and Pokemon. So it is generally believed. I didn't know that about Pokemon Um, (laughs) because we may have a younger group listening. I don't know. Mm. For those of you that don't know, Al Gore was vice president from Al Gore is an American politician, businessman and environmentalist who served as the 45th vice president from 93 to 2001 under Bill Clinton. He was also the Democratic nominee for the 2000 presidential hanging Chad election, losing to George W. Bush, which he won the popular vote. Right. Gore was an elected official for 24 years. He was a representative from Tennessee from 77 to 85 and from 85 to 93 was a Tennessee senator. Um, So I always thought this was true. So Mm -hmm. I decided to go to our favorite myth busting website, Snopes.com. Oh, uh, and according to them, he never claimed to inv- have invented the internet. What he actually so, no. said is, and I want your take on this mm-hmm. during my services in the United States Congress. I took the initiative in creating the internet. I took the initiative in moving forward a whole range of initiatives that have proven to be important in our country's economic growth and environmental protection improvements in our educational system. What do you think of that? It sounds like he uh, created the infrastructure for the internet. <laughs> yeah, but it, it sounds kind of like, like, oh, he didn't say he invented it. He said he created it. I'm like, okay, that's semantics. But I did more research. Mm-hmm. So um, internet pioneers, we didn't talk about them specifically, but um, Robert Kahn and Vincent Seft, who was often referred to as the father of the internet, mm-hmm. in 2000 noted that Al Gore was the first politi- oh, sorry, Al Gore was the first political leader to recognize the importance of the internet and to promote and support its development. And that no other elected official, to our knowledge, has made a greater contribution over a larger period of time. So, no, Al Gore didn't say that. But once again, there you have it. The media has taken something someone has said out of context and used it to make them look like a jackass. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's just how the internet goes. Yeah, I mean, it's it's fair. Um, So, two more topics I would love to cover. um, And we, we can't go into much detail, but... Uh, a few years ago, net neutrality came into the forefront because the Republicans were trying to get rid of net neutrality. They did. They did not through legislation, but through like policy. Yes. But um, now they're starting to kind of roll some of that back with the Biden administration and a new FCC. Uh, and pers- hopefully with policy or with or hopefully with legislation thank would you. be best. They're trying, but they're having problems. So network neutrality or net neutrality is the principle that ISPs or internet service providers should treat all internet connections equally offering users online content. Sorry, offering users and online content providers consistent rates, regardless of what they're doing with the internet. You should just mm-hmm. have equal opportunity access to the internet. Like it's a utility, not a, um, uh, pro- yeah, like a profit thing. Right. For, yeah. Yeah. For profit. Uh, so supporters argue that it, that net neutrality prevents cable companies from filtering internet content without a court order. It fosters freedom of speech and democratic participation. It promotes competition and innovation, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. The opponents say that it reduces investment, deters competition, increases taxes, imposes unnecessary regulations and prevents the internet from being accessible to poor people, which I didn't know Republicans cared about. They don't. Uh, That's not true. 
and it prevents internet traffic from being allocated to the most needed users. So, I mean, there are two sides to this, but mm. most non-lunatic people <laughs> believe that we should keep net neutrality. Right. But the reason I'm mentioning it for this purpose is so that we can talk about United Capitalism. States Senator oh. Ted Stevens. Oh. Go Ted right Stevens ahead. was a very long time senator. I, he was like 80 something when he died. Uh, he was a Republican from Alaska and he was, it was like 40, 50 years he was in Congress. Anyway, he, during a topic, during discussions about net neutrality, he attempted to describe the internet using a quote series of tubes analogy. I think you'll probably remember this. Yes. Opposing net neutrality. Uh, Obviously, when you're 80 and you use a metaphor like that, people are going to widely ridicule it because he displayed such a limited knowledge of the of the Internet that it was ridiculous, especially considering that he was leading the Senate committee that was responsible for regulating it. Let's turn it over to Ted. <laughs> uh, would you would you like me? <laughs> no, this is yours. This is yours. He said. Um, 10 movies streaming across that, that internet. And what happens to your own personal internet? I just the other day got uh, an internet was sent by my staff at 10 o'clock in the morning on Friday. I got it yesterday. Why? Because it got tangled up with all those things going on in the internet commercially. They want to deliver vast amounts of information over the internet. And again, the internet is not something that you just dump something on. It's not a big truck. It's a series of tubes. And if you don't understand, these tubes are filled and if they are filled, when you put your message in, it gets in line and it's going to be delayed by anyone that puts into that tube enormous amounts of material, enormous amounts of material. <laughs> and this is why people in their 80s probably shouldn't be in Congress. I'm sure it was just in his spam folder. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. You, it's worth listening like to, to. He is yeah. dead now. I also like to point out um, on Wikipedia that. Uh, quote is no longer accessed on where on wired. <laughs> like you can't find the actual quote from on wired, but it has, yeah, it has the, him saying the word series of tubes. Oh, and I you got can it yesterday. Definitely watch the video. Oh yeah. And it's so stupid. The guy sounds like a complete moron because, well, so that, well, well, yeah, like that's how I felt. 10 years ago about politicians and them doing internet legislation or, or worldwide web. And the man was in his eighties when he was saying this, right? Like, he died well, a couple years later. My, my grandmother refused to use a computer at her government job. So she retired because she didn't want to learn how to use a computer. And yet there are still politicians in office currently that don't know how to use. A computer. It's literally frightening. Yeah. Um, well, there you have it. That was the rise of the World Wide Web and a little bit more. Well, uh, well done, Andrew, for our first Naming 90s deep dive. Uh, the rise Thank of you. the World Wide Web. And if you have any questions for Andrew, find him at, at Namely Andrew um, on Twitter, if that's still a Do thing. It. next Send week. it through that series of tubes right yeah. into my inbox. Mm. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> uh, um, oh, dear. Oh, did you... <laughs> This is again. This is the the format you pitched. So, do you want to do like a a breakdown, an end of discussion, or do you just want to? Sure. Uh, yeah, we can do a little end of discussion. I think we have a little bit of time, real quick here. I mean, not um, really, but. <laughs> well, I, all I know is I learned a lot. You yeah. know, I I've been using the internet a long time. I think it's important to understand kind of the origins and like learn about who actually invented it. That 
Tim Berners-Lee should be a household name. You would think. Tim, yeah, Tim Burton. Tim Burton and Johnny Depp created <laughs> the, the World Wide Web. Yes. Yes, and that's a fact you could take to Twitter. All the way to the bank. Yeah. Through uh, a series of tubes. Now, there is a series of tubes at the bank. I will. That is true. I don't think they, they, they like cemented those over. Oh, PECU still has them. But Do they? Oh. Yeah, because they have multiple lanes. So, like, there's one window. Mm-hmm. It's like that scene in Independence Day where they're sitting in the ship inside the mothership. Uh-huh. There's like the big window in front of them. That's how the Boeing Employees Credit Union is. Wow, because like Bank of America, if you go up to the ATM, like if you do the drive-through tellers, it's just like it's the same ATM that you have at the front oh. of the the thing. Oh yeah, it's BC, no you can still put like you put yeah. your ID in there and your mm-hmm. deposit slip, and it sucks it up into the thing, and then they send back a thing, and they give you. Yeah, they actually still do that. Actually, I don't know for sure if that's how it is or not, but I feel like that's how it is. It, it's been a while since I've actually had a drive-through teller since I live in a town with no drive-throughs. Sketchy. Uh, Any comments before we wrap it up? Um, I liked the part about Tim Burton creating the internet. <laughs> no, uh, that was a lot of information. Um, I, I hope everyone can digest it uh, well, and um, I hope that. Uh, you learned something uh, again. I I am curious as to what they were trying to spell uh, across yeah, the log. They, log. They were trying to yeah. spell log. Yes, that was um, that was the test. The three characters, and then it crashed. Uh, yeah. Well, if you want more information on the internet, visit Bianca's Smut Shack. <laughs> <laughs> no, like I said, my goal is to take a massive amount of information, try to just give the bullet points and. Chronological sequence of events. It was concise. Still not that concise. There's a lot to it, but yeah, I now fear having to do my episode from two weeks from now because <laughs> I don't think I'll have that much information on the subject matter as well as you. That's okay. It doesn't have to go this long. Today. That's true. Uh, and that's it for this week's of that's weeks. Uh, nope. That's <laughs> it for this week's deep dive edition of Namely nineties. Remember you can find new episodes out every Monday. Join us next week for our second variety show episode. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at Namely nineties with nine zero as or find our personal Twitter accounts at B and at Namely Andrew and tell us what you want us to talk about on future deep dive episodes. If you'd like to support the show, please check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash Namely nineties. Also with a nine zero S and finally you can, I forgot. I, you could find us on, yep. No, I'd said that part. Finally, you can also contact us through our website, <laughs> namely90s.com. Please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Audible, Rise of the Machines, Deezer, TuneIn, iHeart, Good Pods, and wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm Brandon. That's Andrew, and we will catch you next time. I mean, it was a little long, but I really wanted to get to the Ted Stevens is a fucking idiot part.